to the City View Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. Can you picture with me? The streets are packed. You could barely walk. The city of Jerusalem is out of control. There are people everywhere. The smells of unleavened bread fill every home and every street corner. The bleeding of the sheep is so loud, it sounds like it's in stereo. People love coming together and getting to know and getting to see each other. Mary and Joseph and Jesus are in Jerusalem visiting family, and they're seeing her aunt, Elizabeth. Joseph is getting to hang out with his cousin, or Jesus is getting ready to hang out with his cousin, John, one day who will become John the Baptist. And everybody is so excited about this day, and they're so excited about celebrating Passover, celebrating one of the biggest ceremonies, one of the biggest celebrations that, that they do each and every year. It's one of the only celebrations where people will come. They will leave their home, and they will travel to the city of Jerusalem. And they come because they come to remember what happened to their ancestors hundreds of years ago. And the city where they lived, the people of Israel were enslaved to the Egyptians. And at some point in this time, as they were enslaved, they cried out to God, and God sent a deliverer by the name of Moses. And Moses came to set the people free. And Moses went into the city of, of Egypt, and he, and he, or in the place of Egypt, and he went and talked to Pharaoh, and he said, let my people go. And Pharaoh said no. And each time he said no, God sent a new plague. And the last plague, on the last night, Moses went in pleading with Pharaoh, please let our people go. Pharaoh one more time said no. And God warned his people, he said, tonight the angel of death will come to this town and every firstborn child will die. Unless you place blood on your doors. So each person in that town, they would place blood on their doors. And <clears throat> as the angel of death went over the homes, the children were saved. But if you're, there was no blood covering your door, death would be there. And Pharaoh finally let the people free. But for some reason on this day, on this day in Jerusalem, as they celebrate Passover, something felt different. Something felt new. Something felt fresh. Lord, I thank you so much, God, for today. God, I thank you that you are a great God doing great things, loving us, taking care of us. Lord, I pray for the thousand people that will be at a movie today. They're seeing Frozen, Lord, but may their hearts be thawed. May they realize that there is a God in heaven that loves them, that has a plan for them, that wants to give them hope for the future. Lord, I pray that in those theaters, even though they're seeing a movie, Lord, that they would sense the presence of you. Lord, that each person that is serving outside today, that is saying hello in the courtyard that is saying hello outside the theater, that is sharing with the people inside the movie theaters this morning, Lord. I pray that your Holy Spirit would be felt. 
Lord, I pray that we would sense your presence today, God, that your Holy Spirit would move upon our lives, Lord, that you would change us and work in us, Lord, that we would be radically changed by you, that we would go to our friends and family, Lord, those who don't know you, and Lord, that we would share you with them. Lord, I pray for churches all over the valley today, God, as they are sharing your hope. Lord, as they are ramping up for Christmas, a day that we so look forward to. But God, may we not forget why we look forward to it. May it not be about the presence or the family or the food. May it be about you and you alone. God, I pray, God, that you would speak through your pastors, whoever they are, Ashley over at CCV, Lord. God, the message that he's sharing today is so powerful. Thank you for his heart. We pray for Mark at Calvary and Jason over at Valley Life Surprise and Andrew over at Cross Church and Adam Bailey over at Christ Church, Lord. God, I just ask that you would speak to your people and speak to us at City View this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You guys, do you realize right now that there will be close to 1,000 people here at this movie theater that you help support, that you help be able to rent all these theaters. And you're like, but they're just seeing a movie. Well, they're not, because we have a City View representative going in each theater, inviting them to church, telling them why we do what we do, what we're doing here, and inviting them back. We have in each set, in all, I think it's 15 theaters, that's what's happening this morning, starting at 9.30, ending at 10.30. So I, need, I went inside each theater this morning, and I prayed for every single seat. That's what I did this morning. I, you know, I, you, you, that's what I did this morning. I spent my morning, I went walking around praying in each theater that God would move, that the Holy Spirit would move. I know they're seeing a movie. God used a donkey to speak to somebody. If God can use a donkey, he can use Frozen too. He can use a movie theater. I mean, you got Insaken right here. Insaken, raise your hand. Insaken came to know the Lord here at a movie theater. Right here. And then his wife did, and they both have been baptized. Those things happen at movie theaters. So who knows what God's going to do today, but be praying. So today we're continuing our... Our, our series of Christmas presents and, and, and talking about this idea of, of us being present. Last week, Mark did an amazing job of being present in the moment. Right? I didn't speak last week. I was here, but I didn't speak. Okay. Just make sure. You ever have those times where your brain, you're like, you have to register. Okay, what happened last week? I don't even know. Mark, but he did do an amazing job. This week, we're looking at being present in the celebration. Because, I mean, it's not what happens this time of year. There's so many celebrations. There's so many parties, so many get-togethers. Have you ever been at a party but not really at the party? Anybody ever been there? You're at a party, but you're not really at the party. You're there physically, but mentally, spiritually, every bit of you is checked out. Maybe for a few reasons. One, you're a total introvert. <clears throat> and you've already spent everything. It's a work party. And so what they did is they had a work party, and then they planned the work party after work. So anybody who's an introvert says, I'm done. <coughs> I finished all my conversations at noon. And now you want me to talk to people at 7? <coughs> That's not going to happen. But have you ever been at a party where you're not really at a party? I mean, you're there in body, but not really there emotionally. I'm sure many of us, we're going to go to different Christmas parties and Christmas celebrations and different families' homes and different friends' get-togethers. <coughs> and it can feel like we are just moving from one thing to another, can't it? So how can we be present in the celebration? 
how can we be present in what's going on? Let's look at Jesus. Because I think Jesus teaches a lot, a lot about this. <coughs> if you would turn with me to Luke chapter 2, verse 41. I got all hyped up in my prayer, and now my throat's all wonky. <coughs> if that's a word. Um, 41. Now, his parents, Mary and Joseph, went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he became 12, Jesus was 12, they went up there according to the custom of the feast. You know, I see some things here. Has, has Christmas and other traditions become just that, just another thing? It's, it's easy for Christmas to just become another thing. Where are we going to get the kids? Where are we going to get mom and dad? What, okay, when are we going to, I come from a divorced family, so it's like, okay, what day are you doing Christmas? What day are you doing Christmas? What day are you doing Christmas? Okay, who can be where at what time? Who's working? I still work Saturday. You know, I'm working weekends. Okay, so we, everybody, you, you, Christmas ever just becomes something that almost becomes a hassle when it really shouldn't be. It it really should be about what it's about, but so many times we can forget. I think Passover might have become something like that for Jesus' family. It, it says there, it says in verse 41, his parents went every year. <clears throat> I, I sort of read that like, I, I wonder if every year it becomes something like, well, we do this every year. But you forgot, but why, why do we do it every year? Why do we celebrate this every year? What, what is the meaning behind it? It's easy to get wrapped up in the celebration and forget what we are celebrating. We can get so wrapped up in the, fest in the festivities, the gifts, the food, the family, the family drama. Can't you? It's like, oh gosh, now we got to see Uncle Harry. I hate when Uncle Harry drinks. Mom, is there any way that Uncle Harry can't you ever have those moments? We just sort of dread this one time because you know it's not going to be fun. Family drama. And then, we, and then we forget and we miss out on what is in front of us. We, we're present without even being there. <clears throat> this celebration became just that. <coughs> something they did instead of something they look forward to. Something they remembered and, and looked to the future. You see, Passover was one of three pilgrimage festivals that they did. <coughs> I'm so sorry, I got a cough. It's one of three things where everybody, no matter where you live, you travel to Jerusalem. Three times you would do this. Passover was one of them. It was one of the most important celebrations they had. Families would travel from all over to go to Jerusalem, and they would stay in family members' houses. Now, I want you to get a, a, a mental picture of how big Jerusalem was. Jerusalem was 425 um, acres. 425 acres. That sounds like a lot, right? So picture 425 acres. Now I want you to picture this entire shopping center, okay? The entire shopping center. Can you picture this shopping center right here where we're at? Not just AMC, but all the way down to Target and Jack in the Box, okay? Jerusalem's smaller than the shopping center, okay? That's Jerusalem. The city of Glendale is 35,200 acres. The city of Glendale. How many of you in here are from Glendale? Anybody out here? Glendale. So your city uh, <clears throat> is 30, over 35,000 acres. Okay? You got that mental picture? 
When the Super Bowl came to town, about 150,000 people came to Arizona to celebrate the Super Bowl. 150,000 people. Okay? But they were split between Scottsdale, Tempe, Glendale, Peoria, Phoenix, all those cities, right? So we felt that. How many of you felt it? You remember it? You felt like, okay, there's more people here. Anybody? Okay? When, when the Passover comes to town, <clears throat> when the Passover comes to town, you're looking at anywhere between 200 plus thousand people coming to Jerusalem. Over 200,000 people. When, when, um, <clears throat> When our, our friends from the colder states come to town, over 300,000 come to Arizona. You feel that, don't you? It, it slows down. You sense it at, at Costco. That's one of the most the biggest places you sense it. You're, right. You're like, okay, please go home. But so can you picture how crowded the city of Jerusalem would be? Can you picture in a city this big, now everybody wouldn't have stayed in the city, but they would have stayed in the surrounding areas because people didn't live in necessarily the same homes. They would live in huts and, and thatch things like that, all different kinds of homes. So can you picture this? They're all coming for one thing, this one city, and it would be packed. People would be coming from everywhere. They'd be coming ready to celebrate, ready to remember their good God, Passover was a huge thing for the people of Israel. It was a time for them to remember. They remembered these things. They, they remembered the deliverance that God gave them. They remembered God's redemption. They remembered God's faithfulness. They remembered God's forgiveness. That's what was this, this Passover. That's what it was all about, remembering these things. Everything about the Passover had a symbol, had a meaning so much bigger than themselves. Everything from the lamb that would die for them, that would be spread on their doorposts, that lamb was a symbol of one day what Jesus would do on a cross. The Messiah. They didn't know his name was Jesus. They knew his name was the Messiah, the Savior, the King of the world. One day when that Savior, that King would come, his death, his blood would be shed. And that, that lamb symbolized that. When they would eat the Seder dinner, when they would eat this meal, everything about the meal pointed to Jesus. Pointed to something about their heart, something about their need of a savior. It, it, even down to like the bitter herbs symbolize their need because of the sin they have. And their doorpost, when they when they had to paint, when they had to put blood on their door, it symbolized the blood and the death that would happen on the cross. All these things. But how many of us? <laughs> Christmas has so much meaning when it comes to Jesus, but we can so quickly forget. That it means anything. You see, but at this point now, as they celebrate the coming of the Messiah, the Savior, the world, everything to this point is different now. Because who walks in? Thank you so much. Who walks in? But Jesus, the Savior of the world, is celebrating Passover with them all. Have you ever been told something and it just didn't really click? I love seeing those videos where people are, like, sharing with their family that they're pregnant, that they're expecting a child. And then, you know, usually it's the mom who opens or the dad, one of them opens the gift, and they look at it, and it's a Polaroid or a picture of, like, 
a blob. And they, they, you know, they look at it, they're like, oh, what is this? And they have that dumb look, like, come on, haven't you seen this on, like, funny some videos? Like, every single person does some kind of, how do you not know what they're telling you right now? They're giving you a gift, and they're smiling so dumb. How do you not get it before you even open it? But we still don't, because we're not expecting it, whatever. But they open it, and um, they're like, what? what? Don't you see, what, what is it? I don't know what this stick is. Usually that's the dad because they don't, they just, I don't know. We just do that. We're like, I don't know. We're pregnant. Oh, my gosh. I think Jesus, Joseph and Mary, they knew how special Jesus was, but they didn't know really how special Jesus was. It didn't quite register. We're going to see that in a minute with some of the words they use because it says later on, I think it's in verse like 50 or 52 or something like that, where it says they didn't understand it didn't quite register for them. And at some point it clicks. So Jesus' family, they celebrate the Passover. They go and they visit family and they pack up and they leave. Now let's look at verse 43. And as they were returning, after spending the full number of days, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents didn't know it. And supposed him to be in the caravan and went a day's journey. And they began looking for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem looking for him. And then after three days, three days, they didn't know where Jesus was. Three days, goodness gracious. They found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who hear, who heard him... <coughs> were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us this way? Behold, your father and I have anxiously looked for you. They forgot Jesus. I think many of us have done the same thing when it comes to Christmas. Have forgotten Jesus. I know I can. You know, we go to parties, and yeah, it's a work party, but do you have to forget Jesus there? Because in the end, it doesn't matter what's going on at that party. It doesn't matter if you're celebrating your work and you work for, I don't know, pick a company, whoever you work for. It doesn't matter what it is they say they're celebrating. You know the truth, and you're celebrating Jesus. You're celebrating the one that came and gave everything. So can you, can you picture with me the, the scenario? Mary, picture mom, okay? Has anybody seen Jesus? Picture this, okay? Can you picture with me Mary in the crowd? A caravan of people. You're looking at probably a 1,000 people heading back home. A huge crowd. You ever been in traffic? On your way, like, my, my brother, they, they just went um, to California last week, and so they got stuck in traffic. It took them five hours to get to Indio, Okay, so imagine traffic, but it's not in a car, it's in a caravan of animals. And so the smells would be amazing, and your kids would be running around like crazy. You try to keep track of them, and Mary, the mother of God, <clears throat> says, has anybody seen Jesus? No. 
She goes, Joseph, Joseph, where's Jesus? I don't know. I thought you had him. I thought you had him. I don't know. Maybe Uncle Harry has him. Uncle Harry, I sure hope Uncle Harry doesn't have him. But they go. So they're looking for Jesus. They're frantically looking everywhere because it was common for each family to sort of help care for everybody else's kids. That's just sort of what they did. So she's frantically, after a day's journey, it wasn't moments after they left. It wasn't like they're going and it's been 10 minutes. It was after a day, an entire day happened. And Mary's going, where's Jesus? Jesus. She got so wrapped up in the celebration, so wrapped up in, in, the, in just the hurry of packing things up, so wrapped up in all that. And how many of us have ever been there? So wrapped up in wrapping the presents, so wrapped up in we've got this party, this party, this party. We've got all these things, so wrapped up in all this. And some of us can be so about our party. Well, why aren't you coming to my house? You can't be there all day long? Why can't you be there? Have you ever, have every, any of you ever experienced that? And all of a sudden, we've got this pressure, and we've forgotten it's about Jesus. And Mary and Joseph forgot all about him. They just assumed he was somewhere else. So they get there, and they finally get back to Jerusalem. They head back, and they're looking. They're frantically looking everywhere. Three days later, Three days later, I remember when I was a kid and we lost my sister Angie in Christown Mall. <clears throat> if you've never been to Christown, you don't want to lose anything, even your, like, dog. Um, and I remember we lost Ange. Um, I, don't, I don't remember where she was, but she was somewhere in there. And I, it, in my mind, it felt like it was forever that we lost my little sister. It probably was only a few minutes. It probably wasn't that long. It wasn't three days. It was moments, but in the panic, in the rush, it was scary. See, can you picture Mary, the mother of Jesus? She was given one job. God's like, hey, Mary, yeah, I want you to raise my son. Okay, I promise I will do my, my best job. All of a sudden, 12 years later, she's like, God, I'm sorry, I lost him. I lost your son. He's like, how did you lose Jesus? I don't know. I was busy. I was packing up, God, because we were celebrating Passover. We are celebrating a good thing, God. It was all about you. He goes, yeah, but you lost the most important thing. And How many of you have been there? You're, you're focused on good things. Maybe it's serving God. Maybe it's, it's helping others. You're focused on good things. So Mary and Joseph were focused on good things, but they forgot the main thing, Jesus. So... They come to Jesus and they find him in the temple. And we're going to see here in a little bit that when they say, Jesus, we didn't know where you were. And Jesus is going to say, why didn't you look here first? I, I'm supposed to be in my dad's house. This is where I belong. So she says there, or Jesus says there in verse 49, he said to them, why, why is it that you're looking for me? Didn't you know that I had to be? I must be in my father's house. I must be about my father's business. He's like, this should have been obvious to you, mom and dad. See, Jesus, even though he was part of the celebration, he realized that the eight-day celebration was so much more than just what you ate and what you did. It was all about God. It was all about God's deliverance. Jesus wasn't done celebrating yet. Jesus wasn't done taking it all in. Jesus wasn't done with those moments. Jesus says, didn't you know? 
Jesus is saying, don't you know that I, I have to be following God? I have to be all about what, my, what God, what my Father is doing. And as Jesus is talking about this, all of a sudden it's registering to them, God is so much more than just God to him. He says, I must be. This is, this is what my soul is craving. I've got to be. And then a son in those days would learn their father's art, would learn their father's craft, so he had learned his father's craft. We know that Jesus was, was a carpenter. We know that he learned that. But at this point, at the age of 12, he's learning now his heavenly father's craft. He's learning about this loving the world and loving people and caring for people. You see, Jesus knew something about the celebration that nobody else knew. And Jesus gives us a, a few things that I see here on how we can better prepare for the chaos in the celebration. How we can better ready ourselves. There's three things that I want to point out to you that Jesus did here. Number one, he paused. He paused for a moment. He went to a place that focused him on what he was, on who he was, and what he was called to do. Jesus paused. He spent so much time, there so, we spend so much time rushing from one thing to another thing. What if we paused? What if before we walk into the party, we just pause for a moment? Said, God, prepare me for this. What if, what if even we're at the party, we just pause and we look and we sort of scan the room and we pause for a moment and we just take it in, Wow. Look at where I get to be. If it's a work party, you're like, I hate my job. God, thank you that I have a job. God, and as you're in that room, God, I pray, God, give me an opportunity to invite one of my coworkers to church. What if, what if that's what we did? You see, Jesus, he paused for a moment. He went and he sat. And, and so the next thing he did, it says he listened. It says he sat, Jesus sat long enough to hear what was being said, and he asked questions. He took it all in. As we are at different homes, different places, imagine if we sat long enough to listen to somebody's story. Imagine if we did that at a work party. And, and we just listened to a story. And we, and we took in their story. And we asked questions. And we, we actually were part of that conversation. And just said, hey, how are you? How was your day? But imagine if we paused long enough. And imagine if we listened hard enough. And imagine if we asked real questions, because that's what Jesus does. So Jesus, there's this huge party, all this is going on, but he goes to his father's house. He pauses, he sits. He listens and he asks questions. And the final thing he did is he engaged the mission. He engaged the mission of what God had called him to do. It wasn't about him, it was all about God. While everyone else was celebrating for eight days, and then they went home, he was so focused on God. He wanted to get closer to God and experience God. Imagine if we saw each and every moment as we lived life, and we lived life on mission. Imagine if we're at those places, whether you're at home with family, Imagine if we took that as times to enjoy and celebrate. And I know I, I, I love to get together with my family. I enjoy my family. But I know some of you in here, you don't. But imagine if you did like what Jesus does, did. You paused. And you listened and asked. And you engaged. You go, you know what? It's, it's, it's not about me. It's all about Jesus. 
It's all about who God is and what God is doing. And as Jesus does this and he explains to his parents this, but they did not understand the statements that he was making to them. So then Jesus, he went down with them and came to Nazareth and Nazareth and he continued in subjection to them and his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in the favor of God. You see, they knew what they were told about Jesus, but it just hadn't clicked yet. When Jesus said his father's house, this made God sound so real to him. They were watching their son become who God had called them and told them he would be. As they went home, things started to click for Mary, and it says she treasured these things in her heart. Can you imagine this moment? See, as we celebrate Christmas this year, let's be present in the celebration. Be present in the parties with the gifts and around our family. Let's let's take these moments in. It's not just another Christmas. It's a day we remember Jesus. It's the day we remember that God made a choice. God made a choice. Now, was it really December 25th? I don't know. But let's just say it really is December 25th, okay? God made a choice nine months earlier that Mary would be with child. And God made a choice that on that day, John 3.16 would happen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, so that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You see, on that day, God made a choice. And he said, I am giving a gift. The first gift giver. And on that day, Jesus made a choice. Jesus made a choice and he said, Father, I want to go down and I want to save the people of the world. Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8 show us Jesus' choice. Though he was God, speaking of Jesus, he did not think of him of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Jesus gave up everything and came as a child. So let us not forget. Let us remember Let us remind our children why we celebrate. Remind your grandchildren why you celebrate. Let us us be like Jesus. Let us be present in the celebrations. Let us take time to pause, to listen, and to engage in the mission of God. Thank you for joining us today. For up-to-date series information, find us on social media at CityViewPHX or go to cityviewphx.com.